Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable. Coming to you from Beijing, I'm He Yang. Good as always to have you join us. Welcome to the concert boom of 2023. But here's the catch: getting a ticket is like trying to catch a shooting star. It's truly a race to get a seat. We take a look at the incredible and irreplaceable live music experience and the economic impact of concerts. For today's program, I'm joined by Li Yi in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. First on today's show, are you feeling the concert fever? Artists are back on stage, and the music world is rocking again. From concerts to festivals, it's all making a triumphant return. And here's the big news. Ticket sales are through the roof. Price Waterhouse Coopers has predicted that online sales for music events will hit close to 34 billion U.S. dollars, or 250 billion yuan, up 65 percent from last year and 49 percent from 2019. But here's the twist: grabbing a ticket feels like a mix of a treasure hunt and a lucky draw. Die-hard music fans go all out to score tickets for live gigs and rock out to the hottest tunes. So Li Yi, how? Big of a year for pop concerts, is it really in China and around the world? I think it is actually a very lucrative year for the concert market, both in China and also globally. I mean, if you look at specific data globally, the value of ticket sales for live music events will exceed 25 billion U.S. dollars for the first time in 2023, with total industry revenues. Set to reach a record over 30 million U.S. dollars the same year. That's according to the latest figures from accounting firm PwC. Meantime, the same report from this company says that live music ticket sales will increase at a compound annual growth rate of over three percent from 2018 to 2023. Same thing here in China, because according to the China Performance Industry Association, in the first half of 2023, there were over 190,000 commercial performances in China, which is an increase of over 400 percent year on year. And also, the box office revenue of the performance was over 16 billion yuan, or roughly 2.3 billion U.S. dollars, which marks a year-on-year -year increase of over 600 percent. The number of visitors. Reached over 62 million. That's a year-on-year -year increase of over 10 times. And meantime, you can definitely tell that major celebrities have have become a major driving force of the concert market. For example, Jay Chou. He has been hosting concerts in various cities like Tianjin and Haikou. And when you look at how big the revenue his concerts are bringing to these cities, it's actually stalling because the total audience of Jay Chou's concerts in Tianjin was 185,000, with local audience. Audiences accounting for nearly 40 percent, and non-local audiences accounting for 60 percent. That means 60 percent of audiences are traveling far from other places to Tianjin to watch his concerts, which definitely will bring tourism revenue. And also, globally, Taylor Swift Eras Tour is set to become the biggest and most lucrative concert tour in history, which is estimated to bring one billion U.S. dollars. So, yeah, I think. Um, after the pandemic, everyone is really looking forward to watch live shows and concerts, and definitely the economic impact is is starting to appear. Yes, and money go far deeper than just net profits. With the Taylor Swift Eras Tour, it's 
projected to generate close to five billion U.S. dollars in consumer spending in the United States alone. So, Josh, you've been watching this closely. What is it like of the concert market in the U.K.? And also, have you done a little bit of a search online and just see so many big name artists, performers, that such? They seem to be all out there doing the tour. Yeah, absolutely, and. I mean, one of the main reasons for this massive boost is quite obvious. During the COVID nineteen pandemic, people weren't able to go to concerts, and in a country like the United Kingdom that has historically some of the biggest festivals in the world regularly,、um, some of the biggest tours, biggest venues, stadium shows, and things like this,、um, I think there was a bit of a、uh, almost like a boom. Of concert goers after COVID, and now we are seeing just just as you've mentioned, just like in China、um, and in the US, a similar effect. There are so many artists that are enjoying massive world tours right now, and actually, there's even a lot of artists that haven't been popular for quite a long time who are capitalizing on this upsurge. There are bands such as Blink One Eight Two. I'm not sure if you've heard of this pop punk band. I mean, they are the pop. Punk band of the early noughties, right?、Um, they're one of the most, probably the most famous of that genre. And it wasn't that they ever, I think, went out of style or anything like that. Although some people may argue with me on that, but they hadn't released anything for a long time. They certainly hadn't played, hadn't played any big shows for a long time, even before the COVID nineteen pandemic. But after this, they've cap- really capitalized on this movement, and now they're doing absolutely massive. World tours, and they're playing huge festivals. They've released a new album, and I mean, I, I think that it's it's pretty smart marketing and pretty smart business all round. Yes, indeed, and it's definitely good news to see that performers, artists, and the whole、um, business around live music、um, or music in general is seeing that there's vitality being injected into the industry, which is you know very welcome news after three years of the pandemic. And however, the fans, some would argue, are getting the short end of the deal, as we've seen ticket scalpers. Around the world, well, they've profited, and in China recently, we've seen the controversy of true fans complaining on social media in such a dramatic way that the ones that really want the tickets can't get them, and the ticket price is inflated in the resale market, and it's just impossible to get hands on tickets. So. This has brewed the so-called strictest real name ticket rules in China, and tell us more about that. Yes, actually, as you said, ticket scalping has been a major complaint from the concert market here in China and also, of course, in other countries. But now, since the market has started to boom, China has really implemented the strictest real name ticket purchase and entry system for large scale performances such as concerts. And by definition of large scale performances, actually, it means commercial performance events with an audience of more than five thousand people. And there. This new regulation, as a concert audience, you are expected to provide your ID card when purchasing concert tickets, and one ID card can only buy one ticket for one single performance event. And more importantly, you also need to show your ID information when entering the venue to make sure the ticket purchaser and the one who actually goes to the concert is the same person. So 
that is the very latest uh, policy coming from China's Ministry of Culture and Tourism and the Ministry of Public Security in September. So the major purpose of this policy is really to combat ticket scalpers and also to promote a healthy development of the overall performance market. And some cities, for example, like Beijing, has already implemented such a real name system. And also there's a policy called refund policy coming from the concert market. For example, in Hong Kong, refunds are permitted after 24 hours of and within 15 days of purchase and uh, will incur a 20% service charge for one concert of a Hong Kong pop singer. So with this policy, that means if you don't really want the ticket you buy, you can actually to refund your ticket to the organizer of the concert. And then other fans who are you know willing to go for this concert can actually buy the rest of the tickets from the official platform, which is also seen as a major approach to tackle with the ticket scalping issue. Hmm. Josh, do you think ticket scalping is a real issue? Is it something that needs a bit more regulation, as it seems? Ticket scalping has always been an issue, but I mean, some one of the main reasons that it exists is because refund policies and systems to exchange tickets and things like this are often really complicated. Um, and also the reason that people can scalp tickets often is because they're allowed to bulk buy and things like this. So, I mean, I, I don't really see it as the issue. I see it as a result of another issue, which is when you have these massive concerts, you know, and, and a lot of festivals try really hard to deal with this and make it fairer. And definitely these days, I think it is getting a lot better. There's one example I can think of. The biggest music festival in the UK and one of the biggest in the world is called Glastonbury Festival. And I've been to this festival a couple of times and they're they have a system. It's so difficult to get tickets for Glastonbury that you have to be registered like a year in advance and then you go through a sort of lottery and if you've got tickets before you get a sort of priority it's kind of complicated but they have a sort of loyalty system and things like this where they're trying to combat it yet still you will see ticket scalpers on the way into the festival you just can't help it so that's uh that's how that's the situation i see right now yeah, well, I can certainly feel the frustration of fans or music lovers who uh, we've set the alarm, the countdown, the minute or the second when tickets go on sale, we are like, we are clicking on the button on our smartphones and we've pre-registered, we've entered all our personal information, we've switched to the fastest Wi-Fi possible in this physical venue you are at, and still, all the tickets are gone after just a second. Okay, in my mind, no singer is that popular. There's got to be something going on behind the scenes. And apparently these days, well, some of these sculptors, they have the... Um, I call it like scalping theft software that um, when you've been set up against a machine, there's just no way you can win. So more of these regulatory rules coming out seem to be beneficial for those who truly want to go for this music experience and at the ticket price, at the tag price, please. So guys, what explains this huge economic impact of pop concerts and music festivals in this post-pandemic era. And we gave the examples of 
I guess the biggest names in pop music in China and around the world, and sometimes we're talking about like billions of yuan, if not U.S. dollars. So break it down for us. Yes, I would say you know usually these music fans they are very very generous when it comes to concert spending. For example, Jay Chou's concert has driven a surge of over one hundred percent in catering and hotel orders. And、uh, for example, his concert in Haikou, and according to data, the average spending of、uh, his fans or those audience coming for the concert is six thousand yuan. So that includes, I guess, ticket sales and travel expense, and also sometimes you need to buy some concert-related merchandise, which is also huge spending for concert fans. And actually, you know, I've got a friend who is like a super live show concert fan. And、uh, he's really, I would say, the most honest and supportive music fans I've ever known. Because he would just goes to watch live shows and concert almost every week here in Beijing. And also,、uh, he particularly supports those small bands and singers who are not so famous. Uh, because he feel like the vibe is always better, and also you got more time to have contact with the singers, and also many of them are actually hidden gems to be discovered by the public. So according to him, so far this year he has spent over fifteen thousand yuan on you know solely for tickets or of shows or concerts in Beijing, and then he spent about four thousand yuan for buying CDs and merchandise products. So according to him, you know he. Doing this because he wants to show his support to the bands and singers he loves. Well, I, I do think that this has a the concert economy has a positive impact on the greater economy for that geographical area, whether it be the the city or the country as a whole. It definitely benefits the artist, and we know that there are incredible stories of about how much money people can be spending on things like merchandise. Um, merchandise deals, which are even more lucrative, you know, partnerships with specific brands and stuff like this,、um, and VIP tickets and all of this kind of thing, I think can be pretty scary to look at. But I, I don't think that that many people are buying these VIP tickets. I mean, there are a lot, but relatively speaking, I think a lot more of the money is coming from other things.、Um, I think that it has a real effect on the surrounding area. I can give you a very real example. Actually, from my hometown,、um, my yeah, yeah, Scarborough. So Scarborough isn't somewhere that you'd think of for a long time as anywhere where you'd get massive artists coming to perform. But about fifteen years ago, they decided to build a brand new concert venue called the Open Air Theatre, and now we have the biggest artists from all over the world coming to this venue to our tiny little town. We have. Elton John, Britney Spears.、Um, we have massive bands like Noel Gallagher and things like this. So, yeah, a lot of huge, huge artists which you'd never think would be in my little town of Scarborough, and it has had such a great impact on the tourism economy, as you would imagine, right?、Um, and during COVID, this completely stopped, and now it's back up and running again, and it just brings so much more tourism to the town.、Mm. So. Um, I think that it it and also we we haven't even mentioned how brilliant and happy people are when they go to a concert, right? As、yeah. far as things that people make money from, I don't think it's a particularly bad thing for people to get out of the house, go and sing and dance together, and have this kind of community. 
and have this really positive environment and safe, hopefully environment, happy environment where we're listening to music together. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the better ways to generate money. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like if I may use the cliche phrase, win-win situation for everybody because I can, and I'm sure you can second to that feeling of wanting to be in a physical space with other human beings and enjoying the moment together and feel like we're mm. all connected. And we've seen that so many artists have been on tour and their strategies are kind of different, which I find to be kind of interesting because it shows that each artist have their own kind of focus and they know their own positioning really well and they work to the benefit of, um, I guess, their fans and so on. So, for example, like you guys mentioned Jay Chow just now, and Jay Chow is probably the most popular artist of his generation in Mando Pop. Or this time around, he has not even booked concerts in big cities at all. He went for the smaller cities or the regional capitals of cities and truly giving the local economy a boost that way. So I think that's actually quite quite noble of him in a way. So it's not only addressing, you know, his fans all over, but also, you know, in places that wouldn't necessarily see him that regularly. And also for longtime artists, seasoned artists and awesome singers such as Jeff Chung or Zhang Xinzhe. Like he's uh he's been popular for more than three decades, I would think. But his if I say but, um, his singing abilities um, is still top notch. And that guy has been busy. Like every Saturday, it seems he's in a second or third tier city. So these are some of the smaller cities in China and um, holding a concert and to great fanfare. So um, yeah, if you still have that kind of appeal to your fans or the two examples I just gave you, they have such a huge fan base or it's like any regular walk-in person would enjoy their songs. And therefore, yeah, they've been kept busy. And I guess that's something that they're happy to see. So it's interesting to see how... Oh yeah, another example, Jackie Chung. This is Zhang Xueyou. He has not been going around China where... I'm sure a lot of people are are waiting to get tickets and see him. And he's only holding concerts in Guangzhou. Many concerts in a row, actually. And um, so, yeah. I mean, artists are really having quite the time after the pandemic. And ticket sales are the obvious way to make money. And also merchandise, you guys mentioned. And during the very popular May Day Tian concert tour, apparently their um, glow sticks have created quite some discussion as well. They're not cheap. They're around like 150 yuan a stick. And fans say that they must get it inside the venue because that's what they want to do. Do you know why is that? Why is it? Okay, so for a cheapskate like myself, I would think just bring your own glow stick. What's the big deal? Well, well, personally, I don't really quite get why they're doing this, but I feel like maybe it's just a natural response from a true 
fan lover or fans because I was told that、uh, if you truly love this band or love this singer, then you should definitely show your support. And one of the major way of showing support would be buying stuff, buying CDs, buying this. Such as glow sticks and anything that can just help them to make revenue. Especially, I think that matters a lot for smaller bands and smaller or or singers who are not so famous because. Uh, maybe it's kind of expensive, like 150 yuan or 40 yuan for a glow stick. But I guess for a true music fans, for the band fans, they really want to you know show their support in this way, and that is actually a positive feedback coming from the market for the band or for the singer because they are seeing that. My fans are willing to pay for it, so that means they are definitely love me a lot. So that just like help them to keep you know doing what they're doing right now. Okay, in the defense of fans, apparently, and、uh, some of the social media people have been labeling, oh, this is Gen Z, but well, we'll see. See if you agree with this assessment. Basically, when you go into the venue buying the so-called official glow sticks, it changes color in unison. At the appropriate time, because that's how you know tech is being programmed into these glow sticks, and therefore to be truly a part of the crowd, to make sure that it's oh、uh, an ocean of blue or purple or red when the corresponding song comes up, and then you just have to get the official one. And also, some people say this is a souvenir or whatnot, but this is huge money. Let's do a little bit math here. So for May Day when they held their concert, and this year it was the Twentieth time that they've hit the Bird Nest Stadium in Beijing, and that houses seventy thousand people at a concert. So, one hundred and fifty times seventy thousand—that's huge. That's, that's huge. like that's more than ten million, and that's just by selling glow sticks. But of course, you know. Being able to hold a concert in the bird nest is a dream for most artists. So interesting, just to look at the economics of such things. So, well, looking ahead, do you think that this concert craze will continue to 2024 or the coming years, or do you think this is a one-time thing? I think. For thousands of years, humans have enjoyed gathering together physically to watch performances, to watch live theatre, to sing, to dance, to watch sport. It's not just music, and I think that we will always crave that as animals. I think it's instinctual, and so I think that artists and performers and events organisers will always. Be able to market this and always be able to get people together. Whether it will look exactly the same as it does now. I'm not so sure, and I know that things like the metaverse and virtual reality could possibly change the way that this market looks, and maybe less people will be going to these concerts. But personally, I, I don't think so. I, I just have a feeling that there's something quite special that's really difficult to emulate. For now, I, I, I'm sure technology one day maybe will be able to emulate it even more accurately, but. Right now, I I don't think so. I think that it's one of the few pastimes that has managed to stay popular for, as I said, thousands of years. So I think there's always going to be a market for it. Yeah, 
I think actually people will just crave for concerts and festivals more than ever, especially in the post-pandemic area, because we know everything about the importance of seize the moment and do it now and uh, don't wait until it's too late. So I think the pent-up demand for live entertainment has always been there and it's always stronger right now. Mm. And I would still cast caution in the sense that for entertainers, well, uh, I would hope that it is as we've seen, actually, it's the veterans who really have great songs, great performances to put on show. That is really important here. But consumers can only YOLO their way through very high ticket prices for so long, in my opinion. So I think it's also good to see that um, for the ticket market, there's more of um, attention. And uh, also just to see that uh, if the price is relatively affordable and people can have an enjoyable time, that would be the best. 